Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message from our special guest minister. Thanks for tuning in today. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike, Vicki, Faith Family Church, Jesus. Jesus. Something about that name. When you really understand who Jesus really is, you'll understand you. Because Jesus takes you, yourself, and he changes you forever. For his good. No one else can do that but Jesus. When you hear Jesus, it's something about that name. It's far greater than anything that I've ever experienced in life. When I finally understood the name of Jesus and understanding the symbol of the cross and understanding who he was there for, he was there for all of us. Today we get to have life because of the cross, the symbol of the cross, the blood that was shed on the cross, that blood It's wonderful, making, powerful, revelation, blood that comes in one's life. And it changes your whole thought process of who you are. When you truly understand Jesus. Somebody here today needs to understand who Jesus really is. Too many of us are confused about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're confused about the fact that we don't know that he's going to return one day. Too many people don't have the belief of what the Bible is all about, and we believe the society and all everything else instead of the gospel of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus, because there's no one like you. Thank you for the gift that you give to us. It is not our gift, it is your gift to be able to use and utilize to touch lives and transform lives and bring about change and bring about a new attitude and a new look about ourselves. And we thank you for right now we exalt you in the midst of who we are and where we are. And we give you honor and glory and we give you praise for this day that we can be here and share the good news, and lives can be changed forever. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Mike, Vicki, my lovely wife, Tracy. Thank you all who participated in this weekend, marriage weekend, working on your life with your wife. Nothing greater than that, to work on your marriage and your life, which God gave to us to be healthy and strong. Will there be some things that we have to go through? Yes. But we could definitely be overcome, overcomers by the things we go through. We can learn from the things that we go through, and we're able to do what God has called us to do. Every last one of us here, God has called you for something, you know? So many folks are sitting around and just sitting and hanging, hanging out and seeing what's next. Let me go to church. 
Well, if you've been coming long enough, you should be the church. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You should be the church, like that brother said. Say that again. You should be the church. We, sh we can't just keep showing up and thinking, you know, that's it. This is just it for me. You know, a Sunday, Sunday worship, a Bible study. And I just remember our life and how we were when we decided to plug in, me and my wife. We came all the way in. We didn't hang out anymore. You know, because there was nothing out there. There was nothing left out there anyway hanging out. So many folks are just still hanging out there and saying, well, I, don't, I, really, I really don't know about this Jesus. Yeah, you better find out. That's right. <laughs> we know about everything else. You, you, isn't that amazing how we are as people? We know about everything else, but we don't know the biblical principles. Isn't that, isn't that insane how we don't know the biblical principles and we don't live by them, we don't understand them? It's because you have to apply yourself to be able to understand it. You have to, you have to make a commitment. You have to be persistent. You have to surrender. You have to give up yourself to understand this book. And it's the greatest gift you will give to yourself when you give up yourself. Because he is the greatest man that came to earth and brought about life for all of us. A different life, a life that you can't understand. You can't even understand the life that he gives to you. It's so good. Today's title is about, I just want to share a little bit about faith. Because we have hit this period in our society today where it's all about fear. For some folks. But not for me. I'm not in fear. You know, because if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If God wanted to call me home from the pandemic, oh, well, I win. Amen. Oh, well, what am I looking around for? I win. If he keeps me here, I win. See, you got to start thinking outside the box instead of thinking in the box or what everybody else is saying and what they're saying on the news and what they're saying here and there. You got to look inside, look inside this book and what this book is telling you. Faith. What do what, what it mean? What do I mean by that? Faith. And he said to me, I'm still God. Why everybody else is worrying, I'm still God. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I'm God. Get to a place of being still, then you can know that he's God. You can get into the word for yourself and understand the word for yourself and go out in a society and live it and live it in boldness and happiness and joy because what the Lord has already done. If I sit here and complain about, you know, the time that we're in, then I could never have the victory that Jesus already gave to us. Faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. It is the word of God that brings about faith to you. It's the word, hearing the word of God and understanding. Boy, my mouth is dry from this cold weather. <laughs> but I'm sure loving it because I got faith. <laughs> got to get some faith. You got to get some faith. You got to get that belief. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What does faith mean to you? What does faith mean? It means to give up yourself, surrender 
or commit. Oh, hallelujah. Some folks be saying, I don't like to give up myself. Well, I gave up myself. That old raggedy me you can have. Because what happened, giving up myself and surrendering, it became a new me. And see, most folks don't want to step into the newness of what God has for them. And I tell people all the time, God's got something new every day for you. When you get up and decide to worship him and give him glory and give him honor and give him praise, he's got something new for you every day. So many of us are missing the new that he has for every day because we stay stuck in the same place. He's got something great for you every day. Yes, he's the same God. He's never going to change. But he is new every day for you. But you got to get to that place of having some faith and understanding faith instead of walking in fear. Oh, well, I don't know about how these things are going to get paid. I don't know about this situation. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but you, that's operating in fear. That's not operating in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. You don't see it. You'd be working behind the scene. God's working behind the scene. He's working it out. See, y'all, some of us don't understand songs when they talk about how he's working it out. He's a way maker, and he's working it out. He's working it out behind the scene because he's God. He's not like us. He's holy. He's righteous. So he don't worry. He knows that he's working it out for us. All he's asking us to do is believe it. That's all he's asking us to come to a place of believing that is being worked out. He had to work it out. I know he worked it out. Because I know I had cancer twice and losing my left kidney. And with one kidney, and all I had to go through. Did no man work this out for me but God? Amen. No man will ever get credit for this but Jesus. Amen. And the reason why I was able to rise up is because I leaped out in faith. That's something a lot of us haven't experienced yet in our life. And you can't experience that if you just trust the process. See, we want that overnight miracle to happen for us. I want the overnight, I want the overnight miracle. Why can't the overnight miracle happen? He's a miracle maker, and he could do it overnight, but most of the time he won't do it overnight because he knows then you won't have no faith. So he'll make you go through the long process of seeing your husband get changed. It may take him a while, you just keep praying, baby. Because my wife kept praying for me, God, knock him off his throne. He think he all that. He want to be all that. He want to run a restaurant business. He's about to open some more restaurant business in, in New York City. Guess what? She was praying and God knocked me right off of my throne. And you know why? That was because of her faith. Not looking at the situation. You know, you see, so many of us look at the situation instead of operating in the faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm so glad that I don't see things in the natural no more. I'm so glad I operated in a different capacity of the supernatural, of the Spirit of God dwell with the Holy Spirit, and we just operate. See, I hang out with the Holy Spirit. He's so cool. He'd be like, let's go. I'd be like, let's go. Let's go do it, you know? Because I need that we need to change somebody. We need to change some folks. We need to get some folks encouraged. We get some people to understand that faith is greater than fear. You know, our society today has got us looking, and most people operating in fear because of the unknown and don't know what's going to happen. Well, I'm quite sure 2,000 years ago, they, they were in the same situation we were, too. 
And, and, the, and the God that we was following, pastors, he's the same God back then that he is today. He's speaking just as loud as he was back then as he's speaking to us today. As his people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. What happened? We forgot to pray and see and turn from the wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and heal their land, you know, and forgive their sin. See, it's a whole plan if we understand that. If we understand scriptures and understand the meanings of scriptures, which are meant for us to live by, then we can have the victory over the enemy. If you really want victory over the enemy, you're going to have to learn how to walk in faith. You're going to have to learn to believe when you can't even see it. When nothing's there. I've been there when nothing was there. Me and Tracy was believing that the Lord Jesus was going to change us. See, not our, see, not our situation that he would change us. See, see, folks want their situation changed, but they don't want to be changed. You know, see, if you let God change your situation, you know, and the situation of you and not you, then you haven't been changed. You're still the same. See, what God is in the business of people who are looking and walking in faith know that he does change you. See, if he could change you, he could change the situation. But if he doesn't change you, you're still going to be in the same situation. Because you'll be still looking uh, for another handout when God has already done something more than you can ever imagine. And I keep telling people, this God, he's not a sugar daddy, he's daddy. People want him to give them something, but they, they will not give themselves to him. This is what I've learned in the society that we're living in today, that folks want stuff from God, but they don't want him. And you're missing the good part. Because he's good. Amen. He's better than anything you're going to ever taste. That's right. That's right. Too many of us think if I had a little bit more of this, a little bit more. No, you need a little bit more of Jesus, baby. Amen. Get yourself a little bit more of Jesus. Then you get yourself a little bit more of Jesus. Then you can be everything that God wants you to be. You can operate in a whole different capacity because he's going to teach you his biblical principles. They do not come from here. They are here in the book, but they do not come from here. They come from his kingdom. Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added into you. God's got so much more to give you. He's got so much to shift to your heart. And that's where it is, the heart of the people. The heart of the people. God's looking for your heart. If you could just give him your heart. He could do so much more with your life. Some of them think, well, my life is nothing. Yeah, my life was nothing, too. I was playing Major League Baseball for 17 years. My life was nothing. Full of sin. Full of wickedness. Rich, famous, sickness. The devil is a liar. See, he'll try to keep you there and believe you that fame and fortune is everything. Because it looks good when you see other people and they, oh, they have it all. But the devil forgot to tell him, y'all going to hell with me too after all is over and said and done. Which is a real place. I know a lot of folks don't talk about it, but hell's a real place. I'm glad that God spared me and didn't allow me to go to hell. You know, because that's a real place where folks are going every day because of not 
being born again and following these principles here. See, this, this book here is going to always be here. We're not. Heaven and earth going to pass away, but not my word. That word going to be here. He's going to pour his word down to somebody that's willing to say, you know, do, use me, Lord. Amen. Amen. God will not force his way into your life. <laughs> That's what I love about him. He won't force his way into your life. He'll give you an open invitation to come and receive him and to walk in faith and to understand that you can do all things, not some things, but you'll be able to do all things. Most people think, you know, well, I like to, I like to be preaching. Well, you better, better be careful what you ask for. Because there's no joke when you get up in this pulpit. That devil be on you. You wake up and like I woke up this morning with heavy, your stiff neck and everything. I'm like, uh-uh, devil, you're a liar. I got to get up and I got to go. You got to fight through. You got to press through. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing to do. It might look like it's easy to some people, but this is not easy right here. I can tell you that right now. This is a very challenging place to be in a pulpit, talking about God's will and living God's principle and doing God's work and, and, and standing on the biblical principles of operating in faith and, and knowing that the enemy's always lurking around to get after you. Are you gonna, you, see, you, when you really know that you're doing God's work and you're walking in faith, you're going to lose a lot of folks. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to lose a lot of folks. A lot of folks are going to be gone, scattered. Because you talk a different language. You don't talk worldly stuff no more. You talk about the kingdom of God. You talk about operating his faith. You talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will do everything possible to draw you and love you. But finally, it's your own personal decision. Your own personal decision. The Holy Spirit is such a bad dude. He just like walk with you. He just like hang out with you. He'd be like, but you got to talk to him. So you got to talk to him. I'd be like, can you teach me scriptures? He said, yeah, what do you want to know? <laughs> then I go to a scripture and he'll teach it to me. And, but I have to ask him to retain it for me. And I ask him to retain it and he'll retain it down in my belly. And he tells us, and, do, and Romans 12, too, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Holy Spirit is a bad dude. He operates supernaturally. He's God. See, most people don't allow him to operate. That's why they don't have the faith capacity to do everything that God's called them to do because they don't use the Holy Spirit. They try to do it on their natural on their on, on the own natural side, and it's impossible to defeat the enemy with your natural faults. It's deeper than, a lot deeper than you can imagine. How do you get to this place? Where did you get to this place? It's the revelation of spending time in, in, in the room and saturating yourself in the Word of God and, and just listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to Him, how He speaks to you. And once you understand His voice, you will never, ever miss His voice, and you will know who He is when He's talking to you. See, we try to do it on our own. It's impossible for us to do it on our own. Amen? Amen. 
Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is completely dead. And everything that we try in our own ability to try to do. You know, I remember when I was playing ball and sports and my own ability had this gift and this talent, but I had to put it all together. It just didn't happen. And then I used to like, once I learned who I was in it, I used to be like on deck circle and I read the game from the on deck circle and I couldn't wait to get in the box because I already knew I had a plan that I was gonna win the game. It's the same way when you start operating faith with God. It's no different. When you start believing and operating in who you are in Christ, not, not who somebody else is in Christ, but who you are in Christ. It's the same way, it's no different. And so many of us think it's, it's different because we are yeah, different people, but at the same time, it's the same way. Like I said, faith is the heart of everything we believe and everything we are in the Christian life. Faith is at the heart of everything. Why do you, why do you believe he said David was a man after my own heart? He's saying the same thing about you. Same thing about me, same thing about every last one of them. You are a man, woman after my own heart. But do you truly know that? Do you truly know that you know that you know that you belong to him, that you don't have to come and be compromising with earthly things to fit in? So many young people get to a place where they think all the earthly things are really cool and, and they got to fit into that. I wouldn't want to be young this time growing up in social media and the hate, the dislike and all that stuff because I would have killed somebody. Because <laughs> we come from the old school. We didn't come, we didn't grow up with all that. We didn't grow up with all that notoriety and attention from social media and this connection, that connection. We didn't, we didn't grow up with that. You had to have conversations with people. Today, they don't have to have conversations. They can hide behind there and just chat, 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 chat. You don't know who's on the other side talking to you. But I know, young people, if you gather yourselves, like I saw some of these young people at this altar, worshiping Jesus, if you stay here, if you just stay here and don't move from this place, the enemy will never be able to deceive you. Amen. Because if you move from this place here and you think it's all in here, he's going to deceive you. His deception is real. I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you are. He's real. He's not a joke. He's not a game to play with. Don't take him light, lightly like most folks do. You know, they think, but they don't really think about Satan himself and how busy he is. Like I told, like I told folks before, you know, why are you sleeping? He out doing push-ups. He down there, whoo, whoo, I'm going to get him. But you know, he can't get you if you stay faithful to God. As long as you stay committed to God's will, God's principle, God's ways, and the promises over your life will come to pass. I guarantee you, I'm a living witness of the promises over my life. I don't deserve it. 
And I'm so glad that I understand humility. Because when you understand humility, God will exalt you in front of the multitude of people. When you can humble yourself and not make it about you, not have pride about yourself, have pride about yourself getting and learning to speak the gospel. I can't speak the gospel. The Holy Spirit speaks the gospel through me. Amen. See, when you understand that about yourself, then God can use you mightily for the kingdom. But if you're strong-headed and it's got to be all about you and what you want and how you want it, then you will just get passed by because God will find somebody who has some meekness about him that he can raise up because meekness is about loving folks. It's not about loving yourself. It's about loving folks. Just like I was playing baseball all those years, I was loving baseball, but now I love Jesus. <laughs> it is Jesus who I love. It is Jesus who I fell in love with. It is Jesus I see every day on the cross and saw him hanging on the cross and shedding blood and the scribes and the Pharisees. We're people just like that don't know who he is. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Can you imagine he said that about us too? Father, forgive Daryl. He don't know what he's doing. Spare him. Save him. Transform him. Let him be one of your servants. He's got a humble heart. It's not about his ego. It's not about pride. It's not about look at me. It's about look at Jesus. Look at the cross of Calvary. Look at that blood, that blood he was shedding, that blood. There's no sin in a man. Oh, hallelujah. Can you imagine? No sin in a man that comes in and washes you and purifies you and liberates you, deems you, brings you to wholeness and right standards with God himself. He's the only one could do that. You can't do that. No man can do that. Only Jesus can do that. When you start understanding who he is, and then you start understanding that the tomb that he went in, and you were, then Sunday morning comes, and he gets up, and he's resurrected. He's resurrected into glory, on his way to glory. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine what it's like to see Jesus in glory. Boy, I want to tell him, thank you. Thank you for taking the punishment for all of us. One man brought sin in, Adam. One man brought grace in for all, Jesus. Isn't that amazing how God take a man like you, like you, like me, he take a man and he cleanses him up and he uses him for his glory. Why? Because you learn to operate in faith, not feelings. Too many of us operate in the feelings of what's happening around us instead of the faith. And I'm going to stand no matter what. I don't care if the whole house burned down. If it's just me and the dog and Tracy, we're going to operate in faith. You got to get to that place in your heart, not your head. All right? It's got to, be, it's got to go down deep inside of you, in, in, inside of you, where it gets in your spirit and gets in your heart, and you learn to live it. You learn to operate. I remember when me and Tracy didn't have nothing and we had coins of money, we were out of money. I was out of money. That was $3 million in debt. We were just hanging out, trying to figure out life. How this gonna work? But we started operating in faith. And we didn't have money, and we have a little jug with some coins in it, and we go down there, and it was $200. We were happy. 
Woohoo, we got $200. But we started operating from a faith place, not a fear place. It's a big difference in operating in a faith place than fear. To have something, you know, because I remember because I had everything. I had everything when I was a sinner, heathen. I had everything. Everything that they say was good. Million dollar homes, community gates, kids going to private school, never been to public school. Had it all, but had nothing at the end. Because I nearly lost my life, just like another celebrity do ends up happening to them. They have it all, but they end up having nothing because the brokenness on the inside, nobody can feel that empty place on the inside of you but Jesus himself. He's the only one. We all, we all will come here with the broken pieces of who we are on the inside, and only one person can feel that broken place on the inside of you. It's a God-shaped hole on the inside of all of us. Because you know what happens to us? We, we, we look at the society and we look at the stuff and we want the stuff instead of Jesus. But baby, you just don't understand I need this stuff. For what? It's just, it's just a car. A car is a car. I don't care if it's a Volkswagen or a Honda or whatever it is. I don't care if it's a Cadillac or whatever it is. It's going to get you the same place the other car is going to get you. <laughs> when you start understanding the house that you live in. I remember God telling me, by the way, the house don't belong to you anyway. I'm just loaning it to you. He said, by the way, the bank account don't belong to you anyway. I'm just loaning it to you. Well, see, when I got that revelation from God, then I realized I understood me. Because I can imagine, I can imagine what it was like for Job, you know, and Job having everything. But Job was a righteous man and a man of faith with God. And I can just imagine having everything. And Satan shows up one day talking to the Lord about his servant, Job. Yeah, he's a righteous man, yeah. But if you take everything away from him, he sure will curse you. The Lord says, well, you go right ahead. You take everything away from him, but you cannot touch his soul. You can have all the stuff. Wiped it all out. Everything he accomplished. Kids and everything. And I just imagine Job when I read about him sometimes. I love, I love those stories like that Job, you know. Uh, just the righteous man that loved God no matter what hit him. And then his wife was telling him, why don't you just curse that God and die? He must have looked at her like, woman, are you crazy? I will never curse this God. And he says, naked I came, naked I leave. The Lord has given and the Lord has taken. Whew, that's a heck of a statement when you understand that. Amen. And there was, you know, and Job looking and he's still praising God in the midst of losing everything. Can you handle losing everything? I did. Little did I know that God would restore me, multiply me and increase me, but he gave me more than just stuff. He gave me his gift. Amen. Amen. His gift is far greater than stuff. That's why Job knew his gift was far greater than the stuff he had. Naked I came, naked I leave. Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will leave here. He just flat out laid it out. 
And he just hang there with his friends and everything, and he just could think about all the hard feelings he was going through. But he had enough strength and enough faith to understand that God was his source. At the end of the day, I'm not going to curse God, but you can have all this. And he goes on and, you know, he goes on and God goes on to bless him and gives him a double portion of what he had. That's a man that operates in faith. Read the story. It is an incredible story about Job. And you could be that same person today if you can learn to operate in faith and not fear even right where you're at. And stop wanting stuff and go after Jesus. He's got something far greater than stuff that he's going to give to you. And he will use you mightily to help his kingdom. Because at the end of the day, it's about his kingdom. At the end of the day, it's not about anything else. It's about the kingdom of God and lives and souls being transformed and saved. At the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. Glory to God. Understanding the importance of that. God does not require us to understand his will. Hallelujah. He does not require us to understand it. Just obey it. Just obey it. Can we obey it? Can we get to a place of obeying God? I, I realized that, you know, I started obeying God when I was, and this is for all the guys if you catch this. My wife was on fire for Jesus. And I was still stuck. And she gets up every morning still today. I don't care if we're on the road like we are now, roll out of bed at 5.30 to go be with Jesus. I was like, I ain't getting up at 5.30. <laughs> I'm like, God, I ain't getting up at 5.30. He said, well, you better learn to spend some time with me. I said, well, why is she always, why is she like she is? Why are you always talking to her? Why does she know so much about you? He says, because she spends time with me. Yeah. And she does. She spends time with God. And God's gave her an incredible gift, teacher, preacher, and everything of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's those that operate in faith and make the commitment to be with God receives God's gift. Everybody looks at somebody else and, well, well, why does he have that gift like that? Well, because I finally, you know what? I finally got rid of the cell phone. I finally got rid of the television. I finally got rid of stop watching sports. And I started saturating myself in the word with God. And I started sitting in the room with the Holy Spirit, and I just had so much fun talking to him. He's so real when you're one-on-one with him. How do you hear him? You just be quiet. All you got to do is shut yourself off. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Teach me. See, we don't call on him enough to help us, to teach us. That's why we don't get the revelation we're supposed to get. God does not require us to understand his will, just obey it.
My question is, do you want, do you really want your faith to grow? Do you really want your faith to grow? I can tell you this, you're gonna have to start spending some real serious quality time with God himself. Not just passing by, not just having a Bible and just passing by the room, you know, bringing it. I'm coming to church on Sunday, but it sits on the shelf till next Sunday. You're gonna have to chop this book up. If you really want it, it's, it's in this book. It's always been here. You know, I don't know why us as people, we don't like this. We like everything else, but we don't eat this steak. I mean, we don't eat this. This is steak here. This is, this is real good here. You, you taste and see that the Lord is really good when you start eating this. When you start applying yourself to this and you're in a separate room, which is just you and God, and, and, and the Spirit is talking to you. And oh, don't, let, don't let the Holy Spirit fall upon you and ascend upon you. Because when he ascends upon you, you're going to start weeping and crying. Because that's how good he is. And that's how powerful he is. And he, say, he will say to you, you called upon me. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? Tell him, tell him, tell him, I want to learn this book. See, because people will say, well, Jesus never read a book. Well, Jesus is the book of life. Amen. He doesn't have to read a book. He is the book. That's why he sent the comfort of the Holy Spirit here for us, so we can use him to help us grow and understand who we are. Take your book and highlight it up. And the reason why you have a Bible and the reason why they probably were here is because you can highlight this thing and you can always go back to it and, and a chapter or whatever. And it's going to be a new revelation coming out of it from the spirit. Right. Nothing is ever the same. Amen. Yeah. Well, today I'm just going to preach. I feel like preaching. My wife's not going to preach. She preached the last couple of days, and what a blessing it was. What a blessing it was for the marriage conference and people to invest in their life. Man, I, if I could just encourage you as couples and some of you here today that didn't show up, man, invest in your marriage in a godly way. It will be incredible. You will never go wrong. See, the enemy has set it up for us not to invest in marriage and being together and walking in faith together and loving together. Because that's what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. See, we get abundant life confused on things. Abundant life is not stuff. Abundant life is peace, joy, wisdom, knowledge, power. It's far greater, it's far greater than stuff. So I think people think it's stuff that you know that I'm gonna be good. Yeah, you're gonna get something far greater. You're gonna get his peace that's gonna come in your life and come in your marriage. His power that's gonna come through you, and he's the evidence of people seeing you when you speak, it is not you, it's the great one that lives inside of you. Amen. And we have to get to that place to be able to believe that. Amen. Well, I sure don't want to keep you too long. On this cold Sunday here. It's warm in here. No, it's hot in here. I, I know that's right, sister. <laughs> it is hot in here. It is warm in here. And the Lord, is, the Lord is doing some great things. And 
I just want to encourage some people today, you know, uh, start a new walk. Some of you need to get into this place where you're walking a different way. Not talking about it, but actually being about it. And actually being involved in the church, being involved. See, you know what the church is? The church is the kingdom of God. We've gotten away from the importance of the kingdom of God, the church. We come here sometime and people want to make it about them. Me and my wife never want to make it about us. God, just use us wherever you want to use us. The church has to become like a team. I was telling pastor, you know, that last night at dinner, they have to come like a team. The ingredients of a ball team was to put pieces into place to get the team better so we can get to the championship. That's the same way the church has to be. We have to come together. We have to work together. The reason why I was so successful on so many good teams is because we had every different piece and every person played a part and every person stayed in their lane. And that's what the body of Christ has to be. We have to come to that place to stand in our lane and watch how we flourish. Supernaturally, supernatural things will happen. See, God knows a heart. If a heart's got problems in it, he knows that. He knows everything. He sees everything about every last one of us. We'd be thinking, oh, we're getting away. Well, I don't like them. I don't like the church. I don't like the music. (laughs) No, you don't like you. (laughs) Has nothing to do with what goes on and everything. If you get involved and become a part of it, you will find your great joy in your life because now you are working for the kingdom of God. It is the kingdom of God. Even when it gets to the tithes, I know a lot of people get to squirming when it gets to the tithes and talk about money. God doesn't need your money. He needs your heart. If he gets your heart, he'll get your money. You'll realize that you, you'll realize that tithing is like 10%. You'll end up giving 25% because he's got your heart. Now you understand what it is to be in the kingdom of God. See, God can't get nothing to us because we don't operate in faith enough. We want to operate in what we feel and what we have instead of the faith. And I told you, he's working things out behind the scene. He's the greatest miracle work maker I've ever seen. I've never seen anyone take a mess and bring it to a message. Never seen anyone do that but God himself. The mess of who we are to be his message and mouthpiece. The body of Christ, the church, rise up. Be excited about coming to church. It's a joy to come to church. I remember when I was laying in the bed and I was laying in the bed when I was a heathen and I was miserable. But still living heathen life, still being miserable, doing the same thing, looking for a different result. Now I can't wait to rise up and get up and go to church. My wife, she's always been in church and stayed in church. And I wasn't going to church sometimes. She was like, bye. <laughs> I'm laying in bed talking about, I'm going to watch football. She said, go, I'm going to church. I don't know. Bye. And she went. And I got to the point where I was sick and tired of seeing her going without me. And I said, man, I'm not, I can't live like this. And that's what has to happen to some of us. 
As I get ready to close, can we have some place softly? We'll wind this down. Thank you. Gonna wind this day down to somebody really coming to church and understanding that I need faith. That I need, really need to walk with God. I need to really trust God. I really need to understand these principles they talk about. You know, because there's no perfect people. And God's not looking for perfect people. God is looking for people who make themselves available. Everything else means nothing. But when you make yourself available for him, he'll take you right where you're at. And he will restore you and create something new in you. And as they play softly, today some of you need to make a real decision that I need to have this faith that this man is talking about. Oh my God, I just think about Mark 5. Think about the woman with the blood issue for 12 years. And she heard that Jesus was coming. Not only did she heard, but she, she had this sickness and, and she tried everything, went to the doctors, spent all kind of money to try to get herself well. But she heard that Jesus was coming and she was sick. And she was thinking to herself, if I could only get to Jesus. Oh, beautiful woman, on her knees. If I could only get to Jesus. And she made her way, hallelujah, to Jesus. If I could only get to Jesus. Some of you today need to be like this. If I could only get to you, Jesus. And she made her way to Jesus through the crowd. She was on her belly, probably just crawling to get to Jesus, trying to make a way to get to Jesus. And she made her way through the crowd, and she got there through her faith. It was through her faith she got there, and she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus turned around and looked and said, who touched me? He knew power came out of him. And he found out the woman, she was afraid and Scared because she thought she had done something wrong. And he said, woman, your faith, your faith makes you well. Go. It's the faith of some of us need to learn to crawl to Jesus. Some of you need to crawl to Jesus. You need to get there. You need to stop playing and letting the enemy deceive you and destroy you and rule and reign over your life and your family life. You need to make a decision. I'm going to be like that woman. Because we all got issues. But make your way to Jesus. And all you need is a touch of Jesus. And you can be made well. Some of you need to experience that today in your life. Some of you need to take that opportunity to make your way to Jesus. You'll never go wrong when you make your way to Jesus. You'll go to everything else, but you need to come to Jesus. And if that's you today, make your way to the altar so I can pray for you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 830 and 1030. 
We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.